At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Gil is off this week. He was off last week. I'm here with you for these five days as well. Jonathan Von Tobel filling in. And in studio, the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Palm. We already got the tweet up on social media. The Palm readers have let the world know that you are here on a numbers game. What's up, bud? <laughs> Good morning, Jonathan. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. A very important day as well. Uh, you know, we can have conversations about people. <laughs> And uh, the seriousness that we take of it, but we are a betting show. We are a sports show. How was your weekend, my friend? Good weekend, really busy. A big weekend in Las Vegas. Yes. Really restrictions coming off and people feeling comfortable to travel, not having to wear the masks anymore. So um, we thought we'd uh, we'd break things. We'd, we'd push the envelope and uh, Stadium Swim had record attendance this weekend. Great weekend on tables and slots, the bars, everything. So it was what we expected. We have concerts tonight downtown on Fremont Street all the way till I think 2 a.m. So um, the weekend isn't over yet. Yeah, I was, uh, it's funny, at times over the last few days and specifically this weekend when I would go out, there's part of you that wants to be like, man, there's so many people here. You want to get free. then you realize what's been happening. It is really cool to see how packed it has been and how many more people are actually coming out and supporting the city. Like it's been fantastic. Yeah, we took our kids to a carnival last night, the Galleria Mall parking lot, and I just uh, I said it's going to be so busy, and it was. I mean, the the lines were so long because people haven't been able to do this for a year. Yep. So it's really good to see, and I know that uh, I think I saw a picture. Was it Friday night? As I was sitting in the midst of a massive crowd of Vegas Golden Knights fan at a local watering hole watching the Clippers game on my phone, and then I noticed I saw something like this. 
Game seven, huh? Yeah. T-Mobile, you were there? It worked out that I was able to go for game seven, and the series went that long. So what an atmosphere that was at T-Mobile. The first ever game seven at T-Mobile. So um, Derek Stevens, Darren Banks, myself, Amal Shaw, Mitch Moss, and uh, our producer on the nuts, Jacob Roach, got to sit on the glass. Wow, really? You, yes. brought, the, you brought the grunt, huh? You brought Jacob. Why? Why? I mean... Look, when uh, Amal and I filled in uh, on Follow the Money for those two weeks, John Brown was off as well as Mitch and Paul. I mean, he did a great job booking guests. I mean, he had like six or seven guests a day. It's almost like what Gil has when he's here. Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. me. I was on earlier today. Uh, by the way, I requested a motion. I would like to be Mike Palm's producer, and then maybe it gets some, <laughs> get some better benefits to go with, huh? Like, let's get this going. Uh, all right. So first weekend as well. So Memorial Day weekend, very big. A lot of people coming in. We know the whole thing, pandemic, people getting out for the first time. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you guys all also on Friday, uh, opened up everything in terms of Circa Million, Circa Survivor. Um, first weekend, and like you mentioned, off the air, slow burn. But what was the first weekend like in terms of entries and people coming in and yeah, checking it out? we got about mid-30s in entries. The proxies had booked some... Uh had booked some appointments so that they could, uh, you know, get people signed up from out of state. It's, uh, you know, about a three to two ratio right now on Survivor. Very early, but uh, we're excited. And this is the, the fun part of it, the sweat, right? Garrick, yep. Garrick always keeps pushing the guarantees so that uh, we have a sweat in the, at the end of August and early September whether we're going to get to it or not. I mean, going from a million guarantee to six million in Survivor was quite aggressive. Right. When we figured out we wanted to do four million for Circa Million Three, I said, well, let's do four million for Survivor. Then the storyline all summer can be who's going to get more, right? We're, we're predicting right. they'll be about even, but he kind of let the cat out of the bag that uh, we think Survivor's going to explode. All right, I like it. So Circa is going to guarantee $10 million prize money, as you see there, between their two contests. Largest football contest prize guarantee ever, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And Circa, Circa Survivor, as you mentioned, six million, Circa Millions, four million. How many are you expecting for the millions number three? Uh, the million three, I, I right? Think, I keep yeah. saying it's millions. Yeah, Circa Millions three. I think we're going to get, uh, I think we'll get there. I think we're going to be around 4,500. Okay. I, I set my numbers at 4,500 for for the million and around 6,700 for the Survivor. Where were you at for year one? Year one, we guaranteed 1.5 million and we got 1870, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and then last year we guaranteed three and got 3300, and yep. so. But but in mid-August we were only like 500, and we said well, we're going to have a two million dollar overlay. I never thought we'd get above 2500 last year, and then those last two weeks, I mean five six hundred a day coming in. Well, and those are for those who don't know those last few weeks, like those are massive for all these football contests where people just come out here. It's a massive football contest weekend where people just come in. That's where you get a, what. what Nearly 80%, a little bit more in terms of your signups? Close, closer to 90% yeah. in the last three weeks. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous, man. Uh, those weekends are fun, though. You see that, too. Uh, what's new this year in the Circa Million 3? Last year, as uh, Mike mentioned, $3 million guarantee this year. Four at a 25 k quarterly prize for the worst record, or the booby prize, as you call it. And the additional $1 million is going to be spread second through 50th place. First quarter, weeks 1 through 4. Weeks 5 through 9 for the second. Third quarter, weeks 10 through 13. And the fourth quarter, weeks 14 through 18. And uh, that is a slight change, too. Christmas, Thanksgiving, their own days and survivor yeah so the thursday so thanksgiving's three games and then the christmas has two games but that thursday before is also a part of that so there's yep. two three game segments that are their own week yep i like it so again updated circa million uh, by the way circa sports up on twitter you can get all this information hit the website as well it's a pin tweet up there it's a numbers game here on v the sports betting network jonathan von tobel mike palm is here on set as well as we discuss everything with circa million circa survivor uh, i will be in this year i'm very excited first time that i will be in the circa million so i can't wait to get going man it's weird too with like this i actually got the urge like when you guys opened this, I started looking up like football stuff and started working on things for the NFL this weekend. It is crazy, and the NFL thanks you know people like you. 
it is a year-long sport, but contests like this are a big reason why. It's ridiculous. Yeah, people do a lot of prep work. Are you going to get in the Survivor or just a million? Just the million for now. It's, it's a You're like humans. Team. Humans. He won't get in the Survivor either. No, nah, well, it's not that I don't want to. I, I'm thinking about it. It's a two-man <laughs> team at this point right now for the million, so maybe the Survivor too. So, it, and by the way, for those who don't know, and I'm sure a lot of people do, Survivor, straight-up winner each week. Want to be the last man standing, essentially. Yeah, you can only use a team once. Mm -hmm. So last year we had um, 35 people go undefeated. And yeah. it, was, it was 18-0 because it was the 17 weeks of the NFL. Plus, you had the Thanksgiving week. And so we had 35 people out of 1390. So I don't know if it was an aberration. People were able to play against the Jets in Jacksonville so often, right? right. But, I mean, what's the difference now of no Deshaun Watson? Amal did his not knowing Christmas was a week. He did one that he prepped in like 15 minutes, and he went against the Texans 11 times out of his 20 picks, really? well, out of 19, because yeah. he, didn't, he didn't know about Christmas. So uh, it could be the same way. I mean, they're, they're a dog at home to a quarterback making his first start that went 1-15, that went 1-15. They'll never be favored, right, yep. if, they, if that's the case. So you can, you can go against them a lot of weeks, except you can't obviously in the three-division rematches. Uh, uh, and then on those Thanksgiving and Christmas weeks, they're not involved. Yep. So, again, that, and we have the uh, – can we throw up the survivor rules too for anybody who doesn't know? Thousand dollars to enter that one. Six entries per person, as we know, the usual stuff. The twenty and zero uh, using the Bucks or Chiefs. So what is it? Undefeated bonus prize. Go twenty and zero using the Bucks or Chiefs for your final selection. You win the extra million. Yeah. So so twenty and zero plus. Yes. If you use one of last year's Super Bowl teams on the last week. Now Tampa Bay's hosting Carolina. They're probably more likely. Kansas City's at Denver. But who knows? I mean, right. Kansas City and the Chargers last year. The Chiefs didn't need to win the game, right? So they didn't play anybody. The Chargers ran them out of ran them out of Arrowhead. So it's. I tell people, forget about that. I mean, if you have a, six entries and you have multiple entries going in, you want to save one, that's fine. But why don't try to get to 20 and 0 and not worry about that? That's 6 million. The other thing's 1 million. Yep. Uh, by the way, too, and just for people who do know, I mean, uh, I would expect none of this happens, but in terms of shortened season, anything like that, you guys have rules in place, of course. Yeah, the survivor's got to go at least eight weeks to be official, and the Circa Million uh, Three has to go 12 weeks. Okay, I like it. Mike Palm with us again, uh, circasports.com slash circa-survivor or Circa Million. You can find all the details there, and you have until uh, the Saturday before the NFL season starts to yeah, sign Yeah, I up? believe it's September 11th until 2 p.m. The 2 picks have to be in by 3, the entries have to be in by 2 that week. All right. Is with that again, Circus Sports up on Twitter. Let's move on. I was very excited yesterday. I made the joke. I cleared up my whole schedule, sat down, put the screen on, and then I got to turn the Vegas Golden Knights game off in 20 minutes. What the hell was that? Well, why, why would you think that was going to be a good game? Well, you know, it's Colorado. It's Vegas. We've been hyping this up. I'm ready, although it's a terrible spot coming off of a seven-game series. Leonard making his first start in a really long time. Yeah. But like, I was talking with Andy about this right before you came on, Andy McNeil. Like, I feel like the Leonard thing is going to be, there's going to be a lot made of that. They weren't good at, like, any areas of the ice. Yeah, forget about Robin Leonard. Right. I mean, what, what is, they're going to get beat 5-1 with Fleury? I mean, <laughs> right. I, I don't disagree. I agree with Eddie Olchek. I think that was the spot to play Leonard. I thought it was an a possible spot to win a game. If you looked at Fleury, the, he started to deteriorate. His play went down at the mm -hmm. end of that series against Minnesota. He was not as sharp the last three games as he was the first four games. He needed a break. There's two days off before the game Wednesday. This gets him four days of rest, right? And they just, I mean, Colorado skated circles around them like they skated circles around St. Louis. I mean, this team might just be unbeatable.
They're that good. If Grubauer is good, I don't see anybody beating them, including Tampa Bay or even the Bruins out of the East who are playing very well. So I don't disagree with the spot. Vegas has got to get a lot better. I mean, they, they've somehow got to find a way to stop this Colorado transition from defense to offense. This team, when they take the puck away from there in their offensive zone, they're three on two before you know it every yep. time. They're just so fast. Dude, it was ridiculous. They generated a couple of those. One of those getting, and that's the other thing too, is if you're going to give up three and twos, Leonard's not a lateral guy. No. So you get them on one side of the net and they burned them on one of those goals, it was immaculate what they were able to do. He doesn't move. He's just big. Right. I mean, you know, what, what's funny is think about a year ago when they were going into the bubble and, and we were having the debate on whether they should keep playing Flurry. Why? I mean, get rid of Flurry. We don't need Flurry. We've got Leonard. We've got Leonard. And now the, the whole national debate is how could you start Leonard in game one? Yep. So uh, let me ask you this as we look. So that closed $1.65 in terms of the Avalanche. Uh, how'd you, off the top of your head, you know, how'd you guys do on game one? Uh, we did okay on yeah. game one. Uh, you know, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're always going to need the road team or yeah. the, the, you know, the team against the Knights the and, and this spot. Yeah, we're always going to need their opponent. So it wasn't that bad for us, although the series won't be that good for us because we've seen a lot of series bets on the, on the abs. So let me ask you this. As we talk about this, you know, adjustments from game to game. So it was a bad spot for them. You put in the, for lack of a better term, backup goaltender. But now in game two, you're going to get the starting goaltender. But now we're talking about 40 cents more in some spots. Avalanche are like a minus 205 over at DraftKings in some spots for game two. That seems like quite the adjustment. So here's where that number's wrong. I mean, the Avalanche should have been 205 last night with Leonard in that, yeah. right? And that, and now I think this is about the right price, around $1.70 for game two. So if you're going to play game two, how can you not play the Knights? I'm not laying $2 against Fleury. And you've got to expect some sort. When a team gets embarrassed, mm -hmm. especially in the sport of hockey, when a team gets embarrassed, expect their best effort next game out. Right. Well, it's and to use the terms that I understand, right? Basketball is the only thing I know. Uh, but like, it, but yeah, I liken it to, you know, theoretically, right? The Knights in game two are going to be better because the better player is starting in goal, right? And if you looked at like the Miami Milwaukee series, there were a lot of people like Miami, they're going to be alive. They beat them last time. Yeah, well, the, the things are different, right? Miami's worse. Milwaukee's better. There's home court involved. And yet the price was shorter. Like it didn't make much sense that time around. It's kind of like the same thing here, but like on a one game basis, why would you lay 40 more cents when the yeah. better goaltender is going to be a net in game two? I still think that, you know, and I said this going into Friday night when we knew we were going to go to the game. I, I hoped that the Knights won because I wanted to bet the Avalanche in the series. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if Pacioretty would be back. Pacioretty's back, so that gives the Knights a much better chance. If Pacioretty was not playing, I mean, I would lay $3 with Colorado in this series because the Knights just won't generate enough offense to keep up with Colorado. They just don't, they just can't score enough. He creates so many shots for them and opportunities. They don't put the puck on net enough, and they don't get in front of the goalie enough. So he gives them a fighting chance. I still think Colorado, in a series price should probably still be somewhere around $283, not laying $5 in a right. series on an adjusted series price. Maybe you hope, if you really like Colorado, that Vegas can steal game two here and get a, get a more reasonable price going into game three. Yep. Are they the best team in hockey? It sure looks like it. Right. To, to the naked eye, they are. <laughs> Um, I've been most impressed with Boston and Colorado so far. You can't count out the champs. The champs mm -hmm. are the champs. Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay is as good as they were last year. Um, that was the toughest division between those three teams in the Central, uh, battling it out. And the bottom of the division wasn't as weak as the West. Um, but my money would be on Colorado right now to win. So you mentioned Boston today. Islanders game two, dollar ninety in that range. You guys got a buck ninety-five up on the screen right now, five and a half. Really shaded to the under, by the way. Those minus one fifties. I've noticed there, there has been. There has not been a lot of odds makers who seem willing to move off of that five and a half, even yeah. though some of these series are really trending under. There were some fives. Uh, you could yep. find fives in the first game in this series, and I said they should be fives. But I was impressed with Boston. I mean, they, they were dominant in that game, and, and I know the score is 5-2. There's an empty netter on the end. 
I would come back to five and a half as the bookmaker just because of the way that they were able to, against a team that doesn't give up goals, create so many chances. That game could have been eight to two. Yeah. I mean, really, it was a dominant performance by the Bruins. And so I'd, I'd continue to look ahead to the Bruins to, uh, especially at home in this series. Um, maybe even you look at the puck line here, laying a puck and a half. You know, in the playoffs, the puck line becomes even more relevant because teams pull the goalies earlier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what, what's the what's the, and and with even three goals down, they're gonna. I just say you, in eliminations games, you can't bet unders because, like you saw, five two nights they're pulling the goalie too. You mm-hmm. know, if it's four one, they're gonna just keep them out. What's the difference? You're going home if you lose. Well, it's the uh, it's the same thing in um, the NCAA tournament, right? These teams foul oh. until there's like there's nothing left on the clock. We'll be down by eleven with two tenths of a second left. Foul immediately. Yeah. Calip- Calipari did that to cost them all a big bet this year. F- f- fouling down seven with like four seconds left. Yep. Hey man, you gotta keep fighting. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys, Circa, are a little bit on the low side of the screen here. What is, what's your diagnosis of what's going on with Montreal and Toronto? Because, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the show where it was like, it's been a fascinating study for the line, right? Early in the series, we're talking about openers of like $1.34 on Toronto. They have some really dominant performances, open up that big series lead. Now you're talking about $1.85, $2.210. You guys, again, a little low side, minus 186. But I've been surprised that uh, outside of your shop, there hasn't been a very big market adjustment back the other way, which usually we tend to see with results yeah and i think we're right here i mean Mm -hmm. i i always thought the price was too high on this although i haven't really gotten involved other than to bet a couple unders because the series played as an under series whereas the north was such a high scoring the edmonton series early on and then this series as well played to the unders it's a lot of pressure on toronto tonight yeah because this is going to be one of the great choke jobs they'll talk about. Remember, they haven't beaten the Canadian. The first time they beat them in a game in the NHL playoffs since 1967 was game two, right? They've been totally dominated by this team. They're the overwhelming favorite. People have bet them like they were going to come out of the North like they had the newspaper from mid-June already. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And you still have to face a top goaltender and carry Price. I think the Leafs just give up too many opportunities. That this is too, It's too even of a matchup. Because Montreal will generate as many scoring chances as they will. And you have Carey Price against Jack Campbell, who, although excellent this year, it's still his first year in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. How, how frequently, like the sharp action when it comes to hockey, you know, to be off the, the market by about, let's say, about like 14, 24 yeah. cents or so, you know, do you, well, is there enough sharp action? I mean, clearly not that much in terms of getting you off of being this much off market with the side price. You know, the, Last game, we did very well because all the sharp action was on Toronto to close yeah. it out. And and, my, and now I think you'll see it come back the other way after that performance. I don't know where the line will end up at our place. Tonight. It probably will end up a little bit higher. We'll probably close closer to 190. Um, but, geez, this is a tough spot. I agree with Andy McNeil. It's Canadians or nothing here tonight. Yeah. Well, especially when you're talking about getting like plus 185, yeah. which is which is still out there <laughs> in a lot of spots. I think it's a really high price on them, considering where we're at the beginning of the series. All right, so you mentioned Tampa Bay, uh, maybe not as good as last year. Carolina has been a team that has always intrigued me because you know I, I have my surface knowledge uh, in terms of hockey, but I really like analytics, and I like mm-hmm. to look at those numbers. And everything I've understood over the last few years has been Carolina analytical darling, very good, even five on five. But then you look at like a series against Nashville, where there's like two games in where they probably should have won by more, not gone to overtime. They get through that, and they look relatively evenly matched with Tampa Bay. So what have you thought of this? Because Carolina is now tomorrow, slight favorite. We're talking like minus 115. You guys, you guys got pick. Yeah, I I see. I still don't understand why we haven't seen Pete Morazic. Is mm-hmm. something wrong with Pete Morazic? I mean, Nadelkovic has been good, but Pete Morazic has more experience. I thought when Pete Morazic came back from the injury, that was going to be key for them because I thought they could propel them into the playoffs with two two number one goalies, really. So I question that. 
I like Tampa Bay a lot in this series. You didn't have to lay a heavy price. You could have found it at 130 just because they were the road team. Um, but you still have to beat the champion, right? Yep. And we saw that last night. The game-winning goal was not a strong goal. Novelkovic kind of slid it and let it go underneath him, overslid it, a terrible angle shot. So, you know, all things being equal, uh, I think Tampa Bay is the play here. And you, you, they've done a decent job, but you've got to stay out of the penalty box. You can't let Tampa Bay get on the power play. Yep. So we got uh, up right now at a lot of spots in terms of the series prices. Anything worth looking at in your mind at all? Uh, it's, it's about right. I mean... I don't think any of them are really bettable at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then Darren Banks, whoever, uh, Darren Banks really likes Winnipeg in the next series. Yeah. Either team coming out of here. He was very impressed with Winnipeg. So maybe if Toronto uh, pulls it out here, uh, we take a look at Winnipeg. That'll still be a pretty big underdog in that series coming up. Well, and I'm assuming after what we saw, too. I mean, the spot after a game seven going then into a game one, not a lot of rest between those no. games. Winnipeg's probably going to be a pretty good spot. Very one. well rested after a sweep of Edmonton. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> rest versus rest, though, Mike. Which one wins out? Uh, I think a lot of the times you do get a little bit of the rest that actually helps more often than we think. Uh, all right. We have Mike here for a while. He's going to be with us for a couple more minutes. Uh, let's turn the page here a little bit, too. Uh, first off, I would assume we'll get this out of the way quickly. NBA? Nothing? No, I don't have anything in the NBA. Yeah, I, even, no, I bet that, I, I told you, I have that future ticket, I bet, Super Bowl week. Uh, exact matchup in the finals, Philadelphia 76ers and the Clippers, 13-1. Okay. to 1. So I, Ooh, I can just sweat buddy. that, right? My boys, they pulled it out, huh? Pulled, even series. They pulled it out. Man, oh, I'm so excited. I could talk about it forever. We'll save it, though. Uh, by the way, Tell them all. Sorry about his Knicks. Does he have any shot with his Knicks? No shot. It's over, right? They, they, it's there's them all no, out. There's no offense. Like, where there's – there's them all out. <laughs> it's them all out. <laughs> they, well, they have no – look, Julius Randle turned the wrong – like, picked the wrong time to turn into a pumpkin again. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing on that offense. And when you're relying on Derrick Rose to play 40 minutes and score 30 points a game – it's not really a winning, uh, winning uh, formula there. All right, Major League Baseball. Uh, so first off, we have a big series between the Rays and the Yankees. We can get to that. General takeaways, like what has stuck out to you this early part of the season when it comes to baseball? Nobody cares about striking out. It's not an embarrassment to strike out. I we think do. it makes it a bad game, a worse product. Um, these strikeout, I mean, you got pitchers that have been, you know, journeyman pitchers and, and average pitchers for years that get like 11 strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, it's just, it's just ludicrous. The lowest batting average we have ever seen. I know the sample size isn't really big enough to make an ungodlike pronouncement about it. But, geez, I mean, it's, it's, it's this three-outcome three, three outcome baseball again, strikeout, walk, home run, and, and I really don't like it. Yeah, I think uh, I saw a stat over the weekend, like I think it's like 36% of at-bats now are like one of the three true outcomes. Yeah, ludicrous. <laughs> it's ludicrous. I want to see somebody try to turn a double play. I want to see a runner going from first to third and a bang-bang play at third. That's baseball. I mean, you got, uh, you got Javi Baez the other day on Friday. That was well, fun, right? Come on. They don't know. I mean, just walk back to first base and tag the base. It's a force out. You feel you, bad. I feel bad. Like on a, on a stage like that to screw up like that. Uh, by the way, because we'll get to some of the individual games really quickly. I know that I think I mentioned this with you guys when I saw you in studio and we were talking about this off the air, but I'll get your thoughts. Um, we saw Corbin Burns last time kind of take a little bit of a step back against the San Diego Padres. Woodruff's a better Cy Young candidate, isn't he? He is. Got him at 14-1. Yeah, he absolutely is. I have Darvish at 20-1. to 1. And He didn't have a great outing. Yeah. In, he didn't have a great outing in Houston. The whole thing comes down to how healthy is DeGrom. I mean, if DeGrom's healthy, everybody yeah. should be 40-1. to 1, right? Yeah. I mean. yeah. Well, there's hope, right? Maybe <laughs> you get voter fatigue, but we have seen that that has not really been an issue for the most part. All right, Mike's going to stick around for a couple more minutes. Uh, we're going to go around. First off, there's a couple of uh, games up that I want to get your thoughts on. See if you have anything in Major League Baseball as well. Your Palm Readers Playbook, which I'll have later on the nuts. Don't want to ruin too much of that as well. <laughs> 
Uh, but we'll talk about some baseball and some future stuff, too, because I think this time of year is where you kind of want to dive into the futures a little bit, right? You have guys who have off to rough starts, teams that are off to rough starts, and see if there's any value there, including a, a Dodgers team to hook one on the chin against the San Francisco Giants and the New York Yankees, who continue to flounder a little bit, just swept by Derek's Detroit Tigers over the weekend. And they got four series, uh, four game series coming up against the Tampa Bay Rays. It's a numbers game here on VSIT. Don't go anywhere. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome into a numbers game here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, filling in for Gil Alexander on a vacation that, according to the folks behind the glass, he does not deserve. Not my words. Jason's very upset that he got these uh, 10 days off. Seven weeks in his contract, I heard. Seven weeks. It's wow. amazing. Nah, that's only before June, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a lot left to get to here uh, with Mike, who's with us. Uh, first off, Champions League over the weekend. Big soccer guy. You're sorry, football. And we discussed here. I say soccer. Okay. All right. Don't Nobody introduced me to a soccer ball until I was 47, and I'm mad about it. You know, my <laughs> father cost me a lot of money over it because he hated soccer because he thought it was ruining America. You see, you know, Little League baseball's declining and all these, these ASO people, the yeah. American youth soccer. He just he couldn't stand it, so I never really... I never really loved soccer growing up. I never really paid attention to it. Then during pandemic, I mean, what were you going to bet? Russian ping pong or soccer? Yeah. That was it. That came back first. So I decided to, to, to pay attention to it and try to study it and figure it out and, and really day trade totals. And that's what I've been doing since. Got to tell you, I know you know this as a, as a father. You know, my dad snuffed out my soccer light relatively quickly, too. You know, the Rainbow Warriors had a really solid defender back in the day when he would play at that park over on uh, what is now Desert Breeze. I'm just saying, seven-year-old John Von Tobel was not terrible at soccer. I'm just going to put it out there. would take a ball to the face like a champ and move on. Uh, regardless, Champions League, Chelsea gets a one-to-nil win, right, over Manchester City. At one goal in the first half. Paul Carr had a really, uh, really solid day. Handicapper who joined us on Friday. Uh, what kind of action was it like for you in terms of that? And how would you like the game as well? Well, so listen, I said Friday in, in our internal meeting, I said, are we playing Champions League with full audio at all of our venues? And mm -hmm. the pool was no because it's a party atmosphere. Yeah. It's not a big enough event. And the sports was like, well, we have, we have Bucks Heat. We have, we have game. We have game <laughs> Even I wouldn't put sound on that. But, but I, I said people are coming to watch this. Right. Even the Europa final, we had about 70 people in there, and most really? of them were Man U people watching it, right? And they get they get beat. But I said, people are coming. We have to have this on. So they were going to play Bucks Heat in the sports book. We were going to put it on at the bars, the Champions League. They text me at like 1130. There's like 300 people here, half in Chelsea, half, half in Man City uniforms. Where I said, I told you, yep. right? I mean, we got to market this. I mean, this is the world's largest sports book. We should be marketing like this is like Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. We should be selling packages to this thing. So, I mean, if you just dropped onto earth and watched that game, you would have thought Chelsea was the best team in the world over, over the last six months. They were deservedly the best team. They dominated that game. They had all the chances, and they deserved to win one nothing. It was amazing that game stayed one nothing. And there were so many chances. Well, and then to, you talk about recency, too. I mean, this is now what, their third win over Manchester City in like right. recent games? Correct. So they have a mastery, it yeah. seems like, over Man City, too. Yeah, and Man City doesn't score. The last three times they've played at Estadio de Drago in Porto, Portugal, they haven't scored, right? And that game was moved. It was always supposed to be in Istanbul. Then they moved it with the two English teams to the western side of Europe. So when, you know, when De Bruyne got hurt, De Bruyne got hurt there, I thought it was really all over, and you could have continued to end-game Chelsea. So I lost. Uh, I played Man City. So I lost that bet, but I won. I won uh, under two and a half, and uh, and then I won a couple end game unders on the game as well. All right, let's talk uh, one more thing before we get you out of here. Uh, Yankees and Rays, Rich Hill, Jamison Tyon. I know you've been interested in this series, and the Yankees. Uh, two teams kind of head in opposite directions at this point. The Rays have been absolutely incredible. Yeah, I don't know how you don't take a shot at, on Richie Hill as a little bit of a dog here. Richie Hill's been great. Mm -hmm. I mean, Richie Hill, I used to say, Richie, how many innings will Richie Hill go? Four and a third or four and two thirds? This guy's gone deep into games now. Seven innings, six and a third, seven and a third innings. 
He's been very good right now. The Yankees have not been good. They went into Comerica, didn't hit the ball at all against the Tigers, against the young pitching staff. Nightmare defense. And the Rays just keep winning. I mean, they just keep winning. Winning. What, did, what have they won, 15 to 16? Or, I mean, yep. they, they just all they do is win. And you look at the lineup, you say, where are they going to get their offense from? Kevin Cash it doesn't get enough credit for the job that he does. He, he really doesn't. He calls a great game with his pitching staff. He manipulates that lineup. They create run-scoring opportunities. And I like to raise in this spot here. Yeah, well, I've, I've always been a cash fan. He was mm-hmm. also at the forefront, one of the bigger changes that we've seen in terms of pitching, the opener, mm-hmm. right, a couple of years ago we saw. Uh, now, I will say, I think Tyon's one of those guys that if you look at some of his numbers, there's some room for some positive movement here. But the question is, you always have to ask yourself, is it in a spot like this against a raised lineup that has clearly been swinging the bats extremely well? And I think that's why you've seen this market move a little bit. I think I saw an opener of like pick in some spots for this one. Now we're up to like a buck twenty-three on the Yankees. It's not surprising, but again, you got to pick and choose your spots. And if it's against the Rays, I just don't know if that is the spot you want to choose for. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, yeah, in a bubble here, I'd probably lay one fifteen with the Rays. You know, and, and what price I would go to on this game. So I'll certainly take one ten. Maybe you wait on this. Maybe this number continues to move and you can get close to one twenty. I don't know. It's coming up on the nuts today. Um. We're going to talk, uh, obviously, reaction to uh, reaction to the NBA playoff weekend, NHL playoff weekend, a look back a little bit at Champions League, and, uh, and then talk, uh, talk Montreal and Toronto uh, at the back half of the show. Take my production offer seriously, all right? And if you're going to be buying me stuff, totally <laughs> in on that. All right, we'll come back. We have more to get to 15 minutes from now. Matt Ewan's going to be with us here on The Numbers Game. Feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Those are courtesy, by the way, of DraftKings Sportsbook. Very important info there. Check this information daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. The kids call that reverse line movement sometimes. And, of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. So... I don't think I've admitted this on the show, but I have had a somewhat painful existence as a sports fan growing up. I did choose, as a youngin, to go against the grain. I am a Clippers fan. So that may, right, paint my analysis in a little bit of a different light, uh, as I did pick the Clippers coming into the postseason to win the Western Conference. I did write up that I thought they were going to win this series in five. Well, it didn't really go that way. Lose the first two games, but oh, how times change, my friend. The Clippers get two big wins over the weekend, Friday night and last night, to tie this series up at two apiece, 106-81, to that final score from the other day, and a really dominant performance from the Los Angeles Clippers on both sides. But here is the thing. So I have preached since the start of the postseason. Sustainability, right? The S word that I wrote about last week that we keep talking about throughout this first round as we go forward in these series, what is going to be sustainable over the course of a best-of-seven and Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting 60% from beyond the arc, and Dallas Mavericks shooting 50%. Can you tell that I'm annoyed by Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting 60% from three? But that 
And the fact that the Mavericks are shooting over 50% from three, I think it's pretty clear that those are two things, right, or just one, that was not going to be sustainable over the course of a series. Now, in game three, the shooting did not fall off. They were actually still above 50% from three, but we saw it regress in a big way on Sunday. And the one thing that has been consistent with the Los Angeles Clippers, outside of game one in which they didn't shoot the ball well, was the first overall three-point shooting team in the NBA, maintaining a solid clip of 37% to 40% uh, over the next three games, which is exactly what they did. And they have, in each and every single one of these games, maintained efficiency offensively, right? In terms of offensive ratings in the range of 120, through these four games at this point right now, the Los Angeles Clippers do indeed have an offensive rating of over 120. And you look at it from the standpoint of what they've done, last game was their worst offensive game, 114.3. But it hasn't been anything out of the world. 121.2, 124.7, a 135 spike on Friday night, and then a 114.3. This team has been consistent on the offensive end. It was just getting the shooting to regress, and that's exactly what happened. But to give Ty Lue credit, we actually saw an adjustment yesterday defensively that I thought worked really well. And maybe it took a little too long, and not sure if you can really count on it on a game-to-game basis, but the fact that Ty Lue decided to take Avita Zubac out of the starting lineup and throw Nick Batum out there to make that a little bit of a smaller ball rotation, but also allow Nick Batum to, for lack of a better term, hide on a Kristaps Porzingis was a really good move by the Los Angeles Clippers because Kristaps Porzingis is not going to post you up and back you down and get physical with you. So Nick Batum can do everything he needs to from a defensive standpoint. And he was actually really solid for him yesterday, forcing a couple of turnovers, playing the best for the most part defensively against the Kristaps Porzingis and allowing now from a defensive standpoint, kind of taking away the main weapon that the Mavericks had through the first few games, which was abusing Vita Zubac in pick and roll situations. So now you get the Clippers from an offensive standpoint who have maintained this course for the most part. And then you have what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks, which is regression to the mean shooting wise. Shooting hasn't really kept up. And then you get Luka Doncic with a shoulder injury that has clearly bothered him. It has been a problem, and you can see him when he comes down the court, wincing in pain almost every single time. You saw it in the numbers yesterday for Luka Doncic, just 19 points, 9 of 24 from the floor, 1 of 7 from three-point range. He missed all five of his free throw attempts. This is what you're talking about in terms of, can they keep this up? No, they can't. And on top of this, Doncic is hurt. So now we get this series heading back to Los Angeles. It's no longer a best of seven. It is a best in two out of three with the Los Angeles Clippers having home court. And this is why, too, we talk about this all the time, right? You play a best of seven for a reason. It's not single elimination for a reason because you get hot shooting performances that can maintain themselves for two, maybe three games. But for the most part, cream rises to the crop, whatever cliche you want to use. And this is where we're at at this point right now. So as you move forward with the injuries with Luka Doncic, coupled with the fact that the Clippers have maintained this, they have no answer for a Kawhi Leonard. And the other adjustment that they have made over these last three games, the Dallas Mavericks really don't have any rim protection whatsoever. You've seen Paul George put an emphasis on attacking the basket, and each of the last three games, the Clippers' free throw rate has gotten higher. 21.4 in game three, 22.7 in game uh, three, excuse me, game two, 22.7 in game three, 25.7 in game four, and that's free throws made you know, per 100 shot attempts. 
This has been a really good turnaround for the Los Angeles Clippers. And this is one that I do believe that can maintain itself. And now all of a sudden you get the anecdotal, like, hey, the Lakers are now on thin ice, given the injury to Anthony Davis and what's happening. So not dead, not quite dead yet, the uh, prediction of mine that the Los Angeles Clippers could win the Western Conference, but still got to take care of business. Got to win two out of the next three with uh, home court advantage. Going to be absolutely fascinating to see if they can actually pull this off against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Really quickly, uh, last two minutes before we get to Matt Humans, just wanted to touch on a couple of things here because you know I keep mentioning uh, as an aside for some of these matchups, for example, Tampa Bay and uh, the New York Yankees as we transition over to Major League Baseball. And a couple of things that we talked about with Paul Spore at the top of the show was you know looking for some of the regression in a lot of these guys to kind of hit or you know revert if you want to some of the numbers that are out there. And we have some pretty good candidates that you're talking about later today that are on the hill that could actually be candidates to put up some better performances than you're really seeing out there. A. Jamison Tyon, for example, I think that's why you've seen the market move in the Yankees' direction. You know, Looking at where these regressions, for the, um, the most part, where they're going to happen is kind of gives you an idea where the market's going to move on a lot of these. You know, The Yankees, for example, I saw some spots open uh, in the range of a pick between these two clubs. Now you're talking about minus 123 in favor of New York at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. New York, of course, we know, getting swept by the Tigers. But Tyon, 506 on the ERA, but an expecting field dependent of 398. You look across the board, the home runs have been a massive issue for him, 1.9 every nine innings the home run to fly ball ratio is something that's really just unsustainable from the point uh, that they're not going to keep going out of the park at this rate he's also pitched much better at yankee stadium so it wouldn't be surprising to see a tie kind of bounce back revert to form here at least some of the numbers indicate and i think the market's moving in that direction uh, because of that you also have other candidates too you know i mentioned eduardo rodriguez uh, i thought spore brought up a great point in terms of eduardo or erod putting up a lot of guys on base which is going to be a problem career whip of 1.3 is always going to lead to some volatility but two more candidates that's to keep an eye on that do have some room for better performances than what they have shown up to this point. It will be Trevor Williams of the Chicago Cubs, 536 ERA and a 392 on the expected fielding independent. And then Dylan Bundy of the Anaheim Angels. Angels, of course, taking on the Giants today. 650 on the ERA, 389 on the expected fielding independent. Nearly a three-run difference there. Uh, that could be something that could work for the Angels tonight to a decent plus price against the San Francisco Giants. All right, we wrap it up. Matt Humans is going to be with us, gives his thoughts on the NBA postseason. I know he's looking at Memphis tonight against the Utah Jazz, see if he's taking anything from a series perspective, and Major League Baseball as well with our senior editor on the other side here on the Numbers Game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Try One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types. You can make One Game Parlay bets on upcoming MLS and NBA games. With more sports coming soon. Log into your BetMGM account, create the parlay of your dreams, or sign up today. Make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Bonus code VSIN600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH in Indiana, Tennessee. Caller checks the red line. 889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. we got about 60 seconds left in the program. After that, Matt Humans is nice enough to give us some time for those last 60 seconds. You Humans, appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, hey, dude, the other day, your boy, Romeo Langford, gets to start for the Celtics, and Boston gets off to a good start and eventually loses. Uh, Langford, though, a difference maker, I thought. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the d- difference maker in that series is the the, uh, the Nets have way too much firepower offensively for the Celtics without Jalen Brown, who's 24 points per game scorer. And, uh, you know, really going into that series, you thought if the Celtics – 
won more than one game is going to be a major accomplishment. At least that's the way I looked at it because I, I thought the Nets might take the broom to the Celtics. So the fact that they got one game, uh, I, I guess, uh, is a minor accomplishment for the Celtics. Yep, it just shows. Uh, it's, I, I made the joke many times. I even think I used it in the uh, series preview. If you can get 50 points from Tatum, you can win a game. And he did, and they won. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we're at where we're at right now. Uh, all right, so let me ask you this. Um, your opinion I would assume it has changed after four games through this Clippers and Mavericks series. Uh, what are you thinking as we watch the Clippers stage the comeback and now have control of this series, enabling Luka Doncic and home court back? Yeah, by the way, I think the Celtics are 2-0 and when uh, Tatum scores 50 points. So there you go. There's a trend <laughs> you can keep an eye on. Uh, as far as the Clippers, obviously this uh, series has done a 180. Clips go down two games. You have everybody on Twitter calling them chokers, playoff chokers, quitters, same team we saw last year in the bubble. And uh, it completely turned things around in Dallas. And I, I really thought Friday night, I watched most of the second half of that game, and I liked the way the Clippers were moving the ball on the offensive end. They were playing a little bit better defense, but they were you know, knocking down threes and doing what they had to do to overcome Luka Doncic's huge game that night. What, he had 44 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Kawhi and Paul George played exceptionally well, and that's more of what you expect from the Clippers. And I watched last night, and I just thought their defense was suffocating. Obviously, the Mavericks missed some open shots, but that happens in every game. Teams are going to miss some open shots. But the Clippers did a much better job on the defensive end of the floor, and I really thought they've, for the most part, this season been underachieving defensively because they've, they've got really good individual on-ball defenders on that roster, and I, I think they should be an elite defensive team. It's a combination of them playing better defense and the Mavericks just uh, slumping offensively. They overachieved in those two wins in L.A., and then they regressed more to uh, what you would expect, I think, in the two games in Dallas, especially game four. But, you know, also, I watched Luca last night, and he was not moving around the same way he was before, and you, you know he's got the neck injury, and you read about that, and he says it's painful. And uh, that play, that's going to play a role in the rest of the series, too. And now we go from thinking the Clippers might get knocked out to uh, wondering if the Mavericks can win one more game in this series. Yep. And uh, it kind of shows, too, right, if, if Doncic isn't going to be 100% healthy, you know, Kristaps Porzingis has his limitations. If Tim Hardaway Jr. is not shooting the way that he is from three, you know, this is a Mavericks roster that is solid, you know, a playoff roster. Uh, but outside of Doncic, there's not much in terms of turning a valve and finding some offense and some shot creation. That's true. And, uh, you know, I was looking back at the last 25 years in the NBA and thinking about the best teams, the, the greatest teams we've seen have all had three stars, three legit stars. I guess the one exception might be that Lakers team with Kobe and Shaq. I'm not sure you call Robert Ory a star. But if you go back to the Bulls with uh, Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, you even go to the, you know, the Spurs, uh, the Miami Heat teams, the Warriors, uh, all the, and I'll, I'll include the uh, Lakers in that because I think Horry, Robert Horry hit so many big shots that I'll count them, I guess. But a lot of times you need three stars to be an elite, uh, one of the great teams in the NBA. And the Mavericks got two really good players. They just, uh, I've always, when I watch them, I get the sense they're still one player away. And um, Hardaway sometimes could be that player, but. That's why right now I think the Nets are so fascinating to watch because you got three superstars on that team, and you wonder uh, how many teams can uh, match that sort of offensive firepower the Nets bring, and it's not going to be many.
Mm, that was mind blowing. I just realized you just taught me that Michael Jordan, in fact, had other teammates. I thought he won all those titles on, on his own. It's very shocking. Very shocking that you you taught me this information. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, really quickly. So we do have two games today. I think there was uh, Memphis, right? Stuck out to you here against the Utah Jazz tonight. I think it's a decent spot to play the Grizzlies. I did not play them in game three where I know some uh, sharp money showed up on the Grizzlies in that one. And uh, you and I talked about this morning on the Follow the Money show. I thought Mike Conley was a difference in that game. Obviously, since Donovan Mitchell's come back, the Jazz will look like a different team. Uh, he's incredibly important <clears throat> to the Jazz, and he's going to be more important down the road and more in bigger series. But uh, Conley hit seven threes. And uh, seven of ten from three, and Mitchell struggled. I think Mitchell was two for ten from three, right? Mm-hmm. So Utah is. I love the way the Jazz play. The way they uh, they, they spread the offense around, and they, they they find the open shooters, and they bomb threes, and that's kind of the way the game's played now. And the Utah Jazz are leading the way. Uh, the Grizzlies are going to have a hard time keeping up with them. But if there's a spot where I think they could probably do it. It would be in game four tonight because I looked at the, you know, went back and looked at the box score from game three. The the Grizzlies, aside from Grayson Allen, didn't have a guy who could hit a three. And Mike Conley hit seven. Uh, So maybe uh, we see the shooting even out a little bit in this game tonight and the Grizzlies can hang in there. But I would expect that number to creep up a little bit in the market today. I don't know. Maybe you can get six with Memphis if you like that side. I was... I'm, I'm thinking Grizzlies or pass. I love watching John Morant, by the way. He's yep. become one of my favorite players in the league. And uh, coming out of college, I thought he would be this type of player, but he's become this type of player pretty early in his career. Grizzlies are a sneaky good team. You, you pointed out this morning they've got some defensive deficiencies that can get exposed by a three-point shooting team like Utah. So it's not a great matchup. And uh, I agree with you from that aspect. I think the spot tonight is pretty good for the Grizzlies in terms of taking the points, but I'm not sure I'm going to get there. Did you? Uh, I know you and I talked about this. Uh, we were talking, I think it was on Friday morning when you guys had me on a Thursday morning. Did you end up on Atlanta when they were going back um, to Atlanta to play that series against the Knicks? I, I bet the Hawks in the series. Right. When that was going back to Atlanta. I just bet them to win the series instead of that game. I felt like that over the course of uh, the length of the series that the Knicks didn't have enough to uh, beat the Hawks. I, I bet the uh, Hawks at the series price instead of in that game, yeah. Yep, very good for Atlanta, starting to pull away. And, of course, uh, you know when you see some of the advantages that some of these teams have, it's tough to ask Derrick Rose to do what he's doing and get no help whatsoever uh, from you anybody know, yeah, else Yeah, you roster. think about that too, JVT. By the way, I bet your Clippers that night too. Clippers minus two at Dallas because that was a very good spot to bet the Clippers if you're going to play them. But uh, – you look at the Knicks, and Julius Randle, most improved player in the NBA, has had a just a really poor playoff uh, run here for the past week and a half. But and Derrick Rose, at his age, at 33, is um, the guy you're counting on to to provide offense. That's that's a troubling sign, and obviously he's not going to be able to carry the Knicks in a series like that. Yep. All right, man. Before we get you out of here, last uh, two and a half minutes or so, do you bet anything in baseball today? In baseball, I did, I did play the Rays. I'm, yeah. I'm playing them small. Uh, you can get the Rays yeah. right now, plus 115. Rich Hill had a great outing against the Yankees not too long ago, about two weeks ago. It was a 9-1 Rays win, and uh, he threw six and two-thirds innings, three hits, had nine strikeouts. The Yankees really struggling. I mean, it's an embarrassment to get swept by the Tigers over the weekend. Are you kidding me? Yankees swept by the Tigers? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Yankees struggling offensively. 
Jamison Tyon's probably going to be pretty good in this game today. I think it's going to be a tight, low-scoring type of game. But uh, the Rays are red hot right now. I see some money showing up on the Yankees in the market, and I disagree a little bit. I got a small bet on the Rays, plus 115. The Rays have won nine of the past ten, and uh, they're the hot team. The Yankees are not. You know, humans. We we brought this up at the beginning of the show, so I'll ask you to kind of put a bow on it. We as we end the show, I, I kind of find it pretty interesting that the Rays are still a good plus pricing. We're talking about like plus two forty to win this division. Like you know, when you do the whole simulated a thousand times, do the do the Rays not win it more often than the other teams in this division? I would think the Rays. We talked about that on the yeah. show this morning too. That would be my bet to win the East. And I, you have to realize too, the Yankees have resources. They're going to make moves. Mm-hmm at the deadline, so the Yankees will add a couple pieces to improve their team. The Rays might not really do much, probably stand pat. Uh, they, they can't really make the type of moves the Yankees are going to make, but I still, I would favor the, I would, believe it or not, uh, as a Yankees fan, the Rays kind of have their number. I, I think the Rays actually would be my favorites to win the East. Yep, won the first three in this regular season. I think it's six out of the last nine between these two, going back to last year as well. And the Rays have uh, definitely turned things a little bit on the New York Yankees. Matt Eumanns, senior editor. And then, of course, are you on a, a numbers game? Or excuse me, are you on um, Follow the Money anytime for the rest of the week? Yeah, you are hosting a numbers game, and I'll be on Follow the Money uh, the next few days. Yes. All right, I like it. All right, all right, Eumanns, appreciate it, man. Thank you. You bet. Thanks, man. Yes, uh, I am hosting a numbers game. Only four more days, though. Only four more days. So how about that? Uh, all right. We are all done for the day. vcin.com slash podcast is where you're going to want to go. You find out any part of this one. Uh, Paul Sporer was absolutely fantastic. Andy McNeil was with us. We had 30 minutes with Mike Palm. And if you just tuned in, you missed out on anything that humans had on the NBA postseason and Major League Baseball. That is going to be the spot. By the way, you mentioned I heard you behind the glass there, Jason. A theme, the race, a very popular selection amongst the guests today on a numbers game. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Wouldn't be surprised, though, Ty Tyon. I think he's due for a solid outing. But regardless, we are all done. Lombardi Line coming up next year on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.